0: Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment. Sponsored by Tech Help Boston.
1: If you want to get someone's attention, just tell them a great story. If you want to inspire someone, share your success story. And that's what this show is all about. I believe that successful women think differently. And by the end of this podcast, I hope you will agree. Today's story is about a medical doctor, specially trained as a breast imaging radiologist, who is changing the face of breast cancer, one image at a time. She is the creator of Mamosphere, a cloud-based repository of breast scans. What began as an idea she pitched at the very first One Spark Festival in 2013, Mamosphere has now merged with LifeImage. And is part of the most widely used network for the exchange of medical images in the country. And just in case you're wondering, the answer is yes. This is the story of a woman who knows the clinical and the personal side of the fight against breast cancer. And we will talk about that in this program. She is a doctor. She is an entrepreneur. She is a wife. She is a friend. She is someone who you would like to know. Her name is Dr. Katherine Pearson Payton, and this is her story. Dr. Payton, welcome to the show. May I call you Katherine? Please do. Thank you, Candy. I'm honored to be here. Can we start out with what I always like to call, was there a light bulb moment for you when you said, you know, at this spark Festival, hey, wait a second, why is there not a repository for these breast images? How did this all happen?
2: I have been surrounded by breast cancer my entire life, and watching three generations of my family undergo breast cancer diagnosis from my mom, several aunts, grandmother and great-grandmother, I have decided to spend my life taking on breast cancer professionally as a breast imaging radiologist, personally having had to undergo bilateral mastectomies myself, as well as technologically starting up this company Mammosphere. Mammosphere began after about 20 years of being a radiologist, where I watched day after day and, frankly, hour after hour, patients coming in without prior imaging exams that would make a big difference in my being able to detect early breast cancer and not have them undergo unnecessary additional imaging or biopsies. You know, it's interesting when you talk about that, because when you go
1: in for a mammogram and the breast radiologist is taking a look at your films and you're sitting there in that little room and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, if you don't have your prior picture or the picture before that or the picture before that, doctor, it's hard for you then to be able to really see the changes in the breast, so what MammoSphere does is make sure that all of those pictures, in concentric order, are up in the cloud. Is that how it works?
2: That is correct. So the reason this is such a problem for breast cancer screening is that each patient's mammogram is as different from one another as our faces are. So for us to detect early changes of breast cancer, we really need to see side-by-side comparison of the pictures in order to detect the early minute changes that may indicate a malignancy, and almost more importantly, to not have the patient undergo unnecessary additional imaging and biopsies that frankly cause tremendous amount of anxiety, pain, cost out of pocket, time away from family and work, and unnecessary radiation exposure.
1: You know, I'm thinking about those false positives, and I'm thinking about those thousands of women a year probably, that you're saving from having to hear a mistaken diagnosis simply because we now have these images safely in the cloud. A couple things I want to ask you about, first of all. Did you always want to be a doctor?
2: In my formative years, I really was headed towards being a violinist, and I was very involved in performing and competing. And during my third year, in college. While I was a music performance major, I was also a biology major, which was fortunate because I needed to have hand surgery for practicing so many hours a day. And this really shook me up the end of my third year of college that I was not going to be a concert violinist. My backup plan was medical school. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about, first of all, To be a concert
1: violinist, which is obviously what you're saying that you were. You were really studying at that level. But then also to be a biology major. You were that girl I wish I sat next to for like (laughs) all those big exams because you're very, very intelligent, quite obviously. You decide that you want to go to medical school. What joy did you find in that? Was it really
2: hard? I enjoyed medical school. I've certainly enjoyed science. Watching all of my family go through breast cancer diagnosis and treatment, I felt that this was truly my calling, was to go into breast imaging radiology to help detect breast cancer when it is 96 to 99% curable. Let's talk
1: a little bit about that family heritage there, because those are some pretty scary things that you mentioned when we first started talking. Your great-grandmother, your grandmother, your mother all breast cancer. Talk about that.
2: Well, observing my own family, I was able to see firsthand the uh, impact on patients and patients' families. And I think that it was really a tremendous impact on me to watch my own grandmother live essentially a psychologically crippled life because she had to have a radical mastectomy, which is not done in this day and age, which they took away her breast tissue and her chest wall in her mid-40s. And back in those days, she did not have imaging. There was no such thing as screening mammography. She did not have support groups or advocacy groups. There was no nurse navigator, no options for plastic surgery reconstruction. And in fact, no one even mentioned breast cancer. So she lived a very solitary life with this diagnosis in her mid-40s. And I knew that things could get better. And I certainly watched that as my aunts and my mother underwent improved mastectomy treatments and reconstructions and then chemotherapy options that have advanced tremendously.
1: You must have felt like a ticking time bomb yourself. Is that the reason why you elected to have a mastectomy? Can you tell us your story?
2: Well, in my early 20s, I went through genetic counseling at UC San Francisco where I was training and they told me I had an 85% lifetime risk of developing breast cancer So what do you do when you have that information? You learn everything you possibly can about breast cancer. And so I became a radiologist and a breast imaging expert, whereupon I read hundreds of thousands of screening mammograms and diagnosed many thousands of mammograms, recognizing that one of these days it was going to be me. And there was the day in my mid-40s when I looked at my own screening MRI and saw the early signs of bilateral breast cancer. It was a really easy decision at that point. I'd already told my husband, don't get too used to these. And I decided to retire at that point to undergo my downgrade followed by my upgrade and raise my two little boys. But what happened was because I knew so much about the breast imaging world and what we needed to do to impact this tremendous problem in healthcare. care, That gave me the impetus to gather up some friends from Stanford and UCSF and proceed to develop this company, Mamosphere. And Mamosphere is truly changing women's lives. It is a technology platform that securely stores and electronically exchanges a woman's entire breast health history. That includes her screening mammograms and all other imaging exams. So that wherever she goes, her physician has all of the information immediately, to give the best and most accurate diagnosis.
1: How important is it to you to know that you can put yourself right inside the heart, the mind, the thoughts of a woman who is going through a breast cancer diagnosis? How did that shape sort of your vibe and the, and the way you've formed your company?
2: I felt that we wanted to reach every woman. And this is where I would like to have Mamasphere available as a covered benefit, just like they have a vaccine available. This is a tool that helps prevent end-stage breast cancer. At this point, we really feel that all women should start taking initiative to own their own medical records, just like they have their own family photo album stored in the cloud, and use that information to help themselves with the future of their own breast health and wellness. I'm trying as best I can, along with Life Images help, to propagate this amongst the providers and insurance payers throughout the country. We've gotten tremendous amount of support. We are currently providing the technology platform for the large wisdom study out of the University of California, which is looking at breast cancer screening. And we're actually the technology platform that uploads all of those mammograms and allows for this data analysis that's really going to advance research.
1: You know, I've had the opportunity to interview three women who were breast cancer surgeons. And one of them was one of my dearest friends. And you may have heard her name, Dr. Carolyn Kalin. Carolyn was the first female director of a breast center in the United States. She, at the age of 36, maybe 39, was the director of the center at the Brigham. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She looked at her own slides, looked at her own screen, and said, yep, that's what it is. It must be pretty overwhelming to have spent your life in this arena, to know what you know, and then to come up with an idea that could make such a difference. How does that feel, Catherine?
2: Well, I think it'll feel much better when every woman actually has her own mammosphere account. But I just know that from the research, one out of every three, or for women, does not have their prior exams available at the time of the examination. When we have those prior comparison mammograms, this is such a huge difference in that patient's health care because we are able to pick up breast cancer 30% earlier, and we are able to reduce that false positive, unnecessary recall imaging by over 60%. And this is proven in all of the radiology research. So it's something that is there. It's real. We can do it. We have the technology. It's time to make a change.
1: So you're spreading the word about MammoSphere throughout the United States. What's your big goal for this company and for this concept?
0: Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of Tech Help Boston, with the reasons why. We like to establish a relationship with our customers, and the best way to do that is see them in their natural setting, so to speak, and that's in their home. We come to you. We work with you on your equipment in a setting that's comfortable for you, and also we can test better that way because if you have a printing problem or whatever and we bring it to a shop, it may work great in the shop, but it might not work in your home. So this way we know for sure everything is working. Way that it should. TechHelpBoston.com. Their experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer same day, next day, and weekends too. Visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com.
2: I would like to see all of the FDA approved breast centers, the MQSA breast centers, connected so that they can share images as need be, as well as women become empowered to own their records, actually take part in their healthcare decisions, be that the diagnosis of breast cancer or not, be a part of their healthcare in the future. I feel that women who have a knowledge of the importance of these prior mammograms, particularly since that's the first question they get when they go to a breast center, is where were your prior studies, these women who get these annual mammograms will want to then provide this feature for all of their family members, for their children, for their grandparents, people that also need to have their medical images stored. And we need to have this culture change occurring, probably because we have women emotionally engaged and undergoing this high-volume breast imaging every year, and I think these women can do it.
1: Adversity is a powerful thing, Catherine. Look what it did to you. It can make or break you. What are you most proud of as you look at this journey so far? The creation of Mamosphere, your brave decision to do your mastectomies, your family's history?
2: I'm probably most proud of my boys, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, that was going to be I, my next question. I, I can't
1: wait to talk about your
2: boys. No, I, I love my family dearly. And I would like other moms out there to be there for their families. And I believe that Mamosphere will truly make a difference in women's lives, we do have the technology provided by Life Image to make this happen. And now it's upon us women to adopt this technology just like we have with our iCloud accounts or our various other technologies that we utilize on a daily basis. Make this a really important part of our lives.
1: You know, you mentioned your boys, so I'm going down that road. How did motherhood change you, Catherine?
2: Well, certainly when you are a mother, you are a caregiver. And I've always been a caregiver for my family. I see my patients as caregivers as well. And when they are caregivers, they often don't take care of themselves. I do have that perspective where I know I need to take care of myself in order to take care of my kids. So it's the put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you dive in. I believe that the boys, uh, even though they don't have the potential for breast cancer genes. They do have the potential to pass them along from me to their daughters, and I'd like to see that they don't have to worry about this. If I
1: am ever fortunate enough to have a physician on the show, I always like to ask if you could just take me back to that moment when you took the Hippocratic Oath and tell me how that felt.
2: Well, I've always taken medicine very seriously. My whole philosophy in life is based on some advice that I heard from Maya Angelou which is people don't remember what you do they don't remember what you say but they remember how you make them feel and I believe when I took that Hippocratic oath I was making an oath to all my patients that I would help make them feel better whether that was through their mind their body or their soul I do believe that I have fulfilled that and I'm continuing even in my role as a non-clinician right now. I'm currently focused entirely on the Mamosphere project. I believe that this is a continuance of that.
1: What has it been like for you to make that transition? Because, you know, as I said when I was introducing you, entrepreneur is a big part of who you are now. In this new chapter of your life, as you move forward with mammosphere, and you are not actively practicing as a physician, as a breast imaging radiologist. Has there been some loss there? Do you miss that patient contact? How has this gone for you?
2: Well, frankly, I get phone calls and images sent to me all the time to review still. I really feel that this is gonna have a bigger impact. Although I'm not diagnosing three to five women with breast cancer every day, by providing this technology to women nationally, we could be saving many tens of thousands of lives simply by providing accessibility to prior images. What's that like when you
1: are working as a breast imaging radiologist and you take a look at that screen and you know that this is bad news that needs to be passed along to a patient? Looking at you now, I always wish we had a webcam in our studio because you have this Very beautiful face and a big smile, and I can imagine that you had pretty good bedside manner. Thank you. What's it like to tell a woman she has breast cancer?
2: Well, the good part is that most of the time, get to tell them that they don't have breast cancer. Unfortunately, we do diagnose breast cancer, and most of the time, it is treatable and curable. It is probably most difficult in trying to figure that woman out in about five seconds how she wants to hear the news. Certainly with various personalities, they wanna hear it one way or another. I do feel that, as I mentioned earlier, just trying to make them feel better. When I put my hand on their arm and I tell the women, this is gonna be a bump in the road, but it's not gonna be Mount Everest. Lay out the plans for what comes next. I think women really do, for the most part, they rise to the challenge. They gather the support groups around them. They also come back to me years later saying, wow, once I got a diagnosis, I really began to live my life. I now look through those rose-colored glasses and I see the silver lining in the clouds and really appreciate the little things and don't worry about the other little things.
1: (laughs) When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it?
2: Well, there's obstacles that are personal, and there are obstacles that are professional. Personal obstacles, I've always had the Winston Churchill attitude, which is, when going through hell, just keep going. Uh, When it comes to professional obstacles, I really have seen those as opportunities to make positive change. I looked at this obstacle of getting prior mammograms, which meant faxing reports and trying to have people burn CDs and then put them on FedEx trucks that may or may not arrive, and then the CDs may or may not open, and then I may not have that information to help the patient. And I took that opportunity to say, listen, I can email or text pictures anywhere. Why not do this with high-volume DICOM images in a very secure manner to help a patient's care? With that, I feel that obstacles can be a good thing.
1: I'm trying to imagine somebody saying no to you. I don't think that would go over well. I think when you really decide you're going to do something, you're going to do it. I bet there were naysayers who said, oh, Catherine, what are you doing this for? Because, you know, for me, when someone says I can't do something, it's like giving me a shot of adrenaline. You just gave me a vitamin pill. How do you respond when someone says, what are you doing this for? Just be a breast imaging radiologist. You probably make a lot of money. Go home to your family. What did you say?
2: Well, I actually had some radiologists say, why doesn't she just go home and bake cookies? Which really made me want to do this even more. I'm a person who obviously is a bit of an overachiever. I felt that this is something that I am not doing for monetary reasons, I'm not doing it for notoriety. I am doing it because I want my friends, my neighbor, my family to be able to have something that's going to improve their lives. If I can make this little teeny tiny change in this world of breast cancer that I know so, so, so well, then that's what I'd like to do.
1: How can our listeners find out more about Mamosphere?
2: So mammosphere.com, M-A-M-M-O, just like mammograms in the cloud, is the best place to look for information. We do have certainly a lot of interest in this from insurance payers and providers. And if those women can go ask their human resources people at their employer's office and their uh, insurance providers to provide this for the patients, I really think that we can get this thing going. It's about time.
1: And, you know, there's nothing like women telling women, we need to do this for each other, right? Success means different things to different people, Catherine, at different points in their lives. If I could just freeze you in this one moment and ask you, what does success
2: feel like for you right now? How would you value success right now? Success for MammoSphere is when women have this account that will change their lives, Success to me is really being at peace and doing everything that I can to make a difference, as I mentioned, in this very tiny sector of the world that will hopefully have implications that will make people feel better, have less unnecessary additional imaging and all the pain and anxiety associated with that and the biopsies that go along with that, have their diagnoses of breast cancer be really early where I tell them that this is just a bump in the road.
1: How would your great-grandmother feel about this?
2: I think she probably would be overwhelmed with this whole technology thing, for one. But I believe that my family, and I know my aunts and my mother are, are very happy with what I'm doing. My aunts and their daughters and their daughters' daughters are all a part of this wisdom study that is going to advance breast cancer research. I know that my family feels that I have done everything that they could possibly hope for me to do to help their world
1: i want to say thank you so much for sharing your story today and for the gift of this incredible idea called mammosphere and uh, thank you so much for coming to boston to appear on the story behind her success dr catherine pearson payton thank you so much thank you very much
0: Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy Oterry. This is a series with one goal in mind to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C A N D Y O T E R R Y.com you'll find all of these links in the show notes what's your story